Should I announce it as the season season one finale? Yeah, sounds great. Okay. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> late night bites, late, late night, night bites, night bites, bites, late night bites, late night bites, late night bites, late night bites. Welcome to the Late Night Bites season one finale. This is your host, Dan. And this is Ross. We're so excited uh, to reach this point. Um, that being said, we want to jump right into one of our favorites, Two Truths and a Lie. I can't and wait. Ross is going to see if he can figure out what piece of news is a lie. Are you ready? I'm always ready for this. First piece of news. The majority of U.S.-based Michelin star restaurants are closed However, the Michelin organization has actually started to send their anonymous inspectors to assess restaurants that are dining and some that are only doing takeout. Wow. Food for thought. Second piece of news. There is a case that's going to be heard next week in the Kentucky Circuit Court, which will challenge existing legislation that prohibits state liquor retailers from shipping directly to out-of-state customers. So potentially what could happen next week if this goes well is that you could order liquor directly from a Binnie's Beverage Depot in Chicago and get it shipped to you in Minnesota. So right now, retailers like Binnie's cannot ship outside of their home state. Wow. Okay. Number three, a large egg producer named Hillendale Farms has been accused of raising the price that it charges grocery stores for a dozen eggs by nearly four times during the pandemic's worst months. And the New York Attorney's General Office is conducting an ongoing investigation into egg price gouging. Wow, egg price gouging. All right, I think the lie is the the liquor sales. I could see Michelin still sending out their people no matter what, and I can see people price gouging uh, eggs. All right, any... Uh, any so do you think that retail stores can ship liquor or there is no case there is no case i actually don't know <laughs> liquor law at all now that i'm thinking about it <laughs> this is a totally unbiased guess all right well somehow by some miracle you actually did guess the false piece of news hey! there is no case <laughs> Yes, Michelin continues to be a strange, hard-nosed organization. And yes, there was obviously a farmer price gouging drags. Well, uh, that's a crazy piece of news uh, for both of those right there, although not surprising. Uh, Speaking of alcohol, Dan, um, I actually want to go into uh, the drink of the summer. Now, yeah, let's talk about it. I saw a lot of White Claw going on and off the shelves, and um, it seems like Spike Seltzer stayed strong this summer. I know we talked about this earlier, and I will say, even from a personal experience, even the people I know who swore off the stuff were drinking it. But Dan, you have your ear to the Spike Seltzer game. Uh, <laughs> was that the drink of the summer, or was there something else? Spike Seltzer was the drink of the last summer. I mean, yeah, people are still drinking it, but it's no longer trending. It's no longer emerging. People are drinking it. It's a drink of the summer. <laughs> it's not the drink of the summer. So what would you say the drink of the summer is then? 
The drink of the summer, in my mind, is a bubbly, delicious, fruity drink called the Paloma. Oh, wow. Have you had a Paloma? You know, I actually have not had a Paloma. Should I have a Paloma? You should. Well, for those who don't know, the Paloma is basically tequila plus lime and agave plus grapefruit juice. Um, And you can serve it over rocks or you can serve it like you can crush it up in a blender and serve it like over crushed ice. Um, I actually like the crushed ice version quite a bit, but it I've, I've, I've noticed it and ordered it now from a bunch of um, New York bars that ha- have outdoor dining. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really good. I haven't seen it on any of their menus prior to this summer. Um, I don't know if the grapefruit crop is really good, but they're tart, sparkly, cold, and the tequila is so hidden. You'll, you'll definitely get a buzz on. That sounds delicious for the summer. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, I actually would probably keep drinking it post summer because i like grapefruit but hey <laughs> if, if the curtain sets on the paloma after labor day so be it <laughs> um i actually for me um my personal uh drink of the summer this is usually my drink of the year but i can't say so much of the drink of the summer was coffee <laughs> <laughs> big surprise <laughs> listeners big surprise i just feel like i was just I was just pacing so much in my apartment and, you know, just, I was just like, well, what should I do now? And I was like, I don't know. I'll just drink coffee. Coffee was just during the day. It was just the thing that I did. And, and I actually saw Ross um, a few times over the last few months and, and he's not even adjusting his coffee drinking for the summer. Like this dude was straight up drinking hot coffee on like a 95 degree humid, humid day. Like oh, there yeah. was no ice in that coffee. No, no, no ice in my coffee. I drink hot coffee no matter the time of the year. Just it's no milk, no sugar, really hot. And I'm good with that. That's, that's an unpopular opinion. I think like drinking hot coffee on a, on July 4th, basically when you're already sweating your pits out, you want to hear actually an unpopular opinion. Please. I like when coffee gets cold. So not iced coffee, but when you make hot coffee and it's sitting in your cup for a while and it gets cold, I like the flavor of that. And I actually look forward to it. <laughs> you like lukewarm coffee. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's not even cold. You're right. It's lukewarm coffee. I like lukewarm it's coffee. Like... room temperature coffee. Oh, man. That's unpopular. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of unpopular, now that we're wrapping up season one, have you thought about any of our previous unpopular opinions that have really held true? Yeah, I think the biggest one for me is that brunch is trash and hashtag brunch is canceled. <laughs> hashtag squash from Wooly. Hashtag squash from Wooly. <laughs> That's fair. We, we definitely revisited this a little bit um, a month or so ago with a quarantine update and how everyone should be making their own brunch by now. Yeah, I think there are just uh, so many options. And, you know, even in terms of supporting businesses, you know, to have brunch and, uh, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, you know, if I'm gonna have a Paloma, I'm gonna make my Palomas at home with my, you know, the eggs that I make, the non price eggs, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's true. If, 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 if the restaurants are getting gouged for eggs, then they're, they're probably just turning around and gouging you. There you go. Maybe you should be filing the lawsuit against Hillendale Plunge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also have one popular opinion that I have unwavered on. I stand true to this unpopular opinion. What is it? 
it's that by far the best way to eat the cheese stick is still to bite the cheese wow. stick. Wow. You haven't changed? That's still that's still the way? <laughs> Listen, if we've learned anything from Corona, it's not to dig our dirty little nails into our food. So <laughs> <laughs> it should hold true now more than ever. Oh, my gosh. I still 100% disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I will put hand sanitizer just like I will use so much hand sanitizer just to continue to eat cheese sticks the way you're supposed to eat it by peeling it, not just by taking chunks of it. <laughs> just eat a cheese block at that point. Just get a cheese block. I'll make this even worse for you. There are times where I'm making like a tuna, like a tuna salad. And I want like some cheese in there. So I will cut the cheese stick with a knife and then put the cheese stick pieces over my tuna salad. You just have, do you know that there are things called cheese blocks, like blocks of cheese? You know, you can purchase that, right? You don't, cheese doesn't only come in a stick form. I prefer it in stick form. <laughs> it's not wasteful. It's individually packaged. You know, if I don't eat all my Colby Jack block, then half of it will mold and I'll have to throw it out and I'll feel bad. I prefer the processed level of, of the stick. <laughs> wow. Uh, extremely <laughs> unpopular. <still. Extremely. laughs> one of our unpopular opinions became popular and one of our unpopular opinions is still wildly unpopular. I'll let you decide <laughs> which one, but I know the answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think brunch is going mainstream again and we'll still be debating about the two Um Well, while we're uh, going to wrap up this episode, uh, we actually have some pretty exciting news for our season sign-off we released a menu or we're going to release a menu. It's in collaboration with our wonderful guests. You uh, heard them here on Late Night Bites, Emma Cad, Marcus Julian Lee, and Lauren Quick. Uh, on the menu, you'll find an appetizer, entree, dessert, and drink pairings. You can find the menu on our website, thelnbshow.com, or on our Instagram, at thelnbshow. Along with the menu, we included the recipes for these lovely meals and drinks so that you can make them in your own kitchen. When you make your own meal, post it online with hashtag late night menu. L-A-T-E-N-I-T-E-M-E-N-U. Lots of four-letter words there. Or you can send us your pictures. I'm really excited for, uh, for the menu. I will be posting my pictures for sure. Uh, please remember to subscribe, review, and send your favorite episodes to your friends and family for Late Night Bites. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at the LMB show. Thank you so much for listening to season one of late night bites. We will be back with all things food and our unpopular opinions until then take care and enjoy those late night bites. Late night bites, late night late bites, late night bites, late night bites, late night bites, late night bites.